good morning. Check out my cool residuals mug. Do you like ghosts? Let's be mom friends. That's a really good way to like weed out the people oh, you want to be friends with too. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Though, I mean, or you could just do what I do, which is you just drop the F-bomb. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Okay, wait. So what happened this morning? Uh, so... Oh, wait, hang on. You're really loud. I'm really loud? Yeah. I'm really loud. There we go. That's good. I have a new microphone stand. <gasps> I'm also all hopped up on caffeine because I went out and ate this morning. So it was just like, yes, keep bringing me the coffee, even though I already had coffee at home this morning. And now I'm just like loud and projecting which i don't usually do on this podcast <laughs> that's okay i i know that's normally me what is wrong with did we over the summer change did we have like a Ooh, freaky, friday, freaky situation? friday yeah i guess so okay so what happened this morning well okay so our friend stephanie is in town and i was gonna go meet her for breakfast so i had just dropped off enzo at school and i was texting her on the way back solidifying plans and I walked in the house and my son's school called me and I was like, oh no, like pick up the phone. Hello, like what's wrong? As I'm like reaching for my bag. And of course it's the school nurse, which was not surprising. No, no. um, He had fallen on the playground, on the play structure. Oh no. um, Which is also not surprising because he's done that plenty. But she just wanted to let me know because he'll probably be coming home with like a kind of bad looking bruise on his face. And I was like, oh no. I was like, should I, do I need to come get him? Because the last time that he fell and hurt his forehead, he got this huge goose egg. Right. And the doctor said it was fine, but there is still a very tiny bump in the middle of his forehead. And that happened in March and it is now October. So she said, no, that he had an ice pack. And he was like, uh, can I just bring this ice pack to class and go? Bless him. <laughs> He's just like, like, I need to get GTFO. Yeah, she was like, okay, I'll call your mom. Which is funny because last year when he got hurt and didn't need to come home, the nurse called while he was in the office. Yeah. And he was pissed at me for that not you letting didn't him come? come home. Yeah, he was like, no, I want to come home. I was like, honey, the nurse says that it's not that bad and you can go back to class i will see you in a couple of hours yeah and he grunted at me <gasps> and hung up on me no and then when he came home from school he said you know after i hung up on you <laughs> i didn't want to go back to class so i went and i got my backpack and i put my backpack on and i walked out of school no wait is this when they found him on the sidewalk no this is a different time <laughs> sorry that's a different time. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I was like, wait, did you leave the school? He's like, no, I got to the gate. Then I got too scared. So I went back in. I was like, good, good. Be scared and stay in school. Like, be, be terrified. Be scared. So be very scared. That was when he was five. 
and now he's six and um, he's staying in school and saying, I, love Can I just take my ice pack. So yes, we've had a, a very interesting turnaround last year. He was like, fuck your rules, man. Like I'm going outside without telling to draw a truck with marker on the sidewalk. Ah. Cause that's where his teacher found him one day. And this year he's like, I just really, I had to tell the person that sits next to me to stop distracting me. Cause I'm trying to stay on task. <gasps> He is his mother's son. <laughs> it's so cute. Whereas my child keeps having to be moved in class oh, no. because she won't stop talking to her neighbor and they keep having to move her. And then when they move her, I'm like, oh, do you like your new friend you're sitting next to? No, not really. I don't know them. One week later, I had to get moved today. Why? Because I wouldn't stop talking to my friend. It's like, I love that you're a social butterfly. <laughs> I really, I love that your social skills at this age are so advanced. I really need you to stop talking to people. I have a suggestion though. Maybe the teacher is going at this the wrong way. Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. she's just trying to interview her neighbor, yeah. maybe she just needs to stay next to the same person so she yeah. knows everything and stops asking them questions. Oh, no, here's the oh. thing. Our <laughs> kid's a snitch. So basically, she's just gathering intel on everyone so that she can oh. make a full report. It is what it is. She's adorable. She's she is. She's been struggling this year already. We moved. Listen, listeners, there's been a lot of change there's been since a lot. we last talked. Like, so, uh, it's been a few months. We yeah. had residuals plans upon residuals plans, none of which came to fruition. We had lots of stuff happen. The one of us who had all of the major, major shit happen was Emily. So you go ahead and inform everyone <laughs> of all of the crazy shit you did this summer. <laughs> well, Joy, I was knitting together a human being in my body. That's right. And we decided it would be a really great time two months before my due date to move uh, and not just move. But you we, didn't like move within the same school district or neighborhood. No. You moved yeah. like two towns away. We did move two towns away. And so our poor, our poor kid, she'd been at the same spot for three years with the same friends. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get into this school district because we moved two weeks before school started. And so up to that point, she thought she was going back to her old school to be with her friends. And then two weeks before school starts, we have to break it to her that you're not going back to that school. You're going to a new school. And I started going into preterm labor in July. Uh -huh. um, but I your was, due date was? uh end of it was september 28th uh -huh. and my uh, i became a frequent flyer in the labor and delivery ward at the hospital that i was delivering at Jesus um because i was having insane contractions and so i was going there two or two or three times a week and then i was going by august i had a regular appointment uh to go and get monitoring um, I ended up on some pretty strong medication to stop the contractions, which kind of worked, but not really. Mm. Um, and so my kid had her mum in and out of hospital. I'd been very poorly for my entire pregnancy. I had yeah. home IV care for the first six months. Lots of puking. Lots, so much vomit. Lots of puking. So much vomit. Um, really low blood pressure. 
um, which I have low blood pressure anyway, but I also have a heart condition. So that the two combined is not good, but luckily it's not high blood pressure, which is a stroke. Two days after we moved into the house, she starts a new school in kindergarten. New kids, doesn't know anyone. She's at an amazing public school in our neighborhood. It's a STEM school. It's dual immersion Mm -hmm. language. And it's like we scored the, you know, we won the lottery. So, you know, she's getting used to that. And then two weeks after she starts, I went into atrial fibrillation and I left it for two days because... Of course, why wouldn't I? And I was just like, it's fine. It'll reset itself. I had it 10 years ago. I've had it off and on since then. It's been... Sure, everything is the same with your body as 10 years ago. Right, exactly. Well, you know, the first time I had it, I did end up in the cardiac ward at Cedars. It went back into sinus rhythm right before they were about to shock it back in. So I was like, it's fine. It'll go back. It didn't. Hold on. Hang on. All right, listen. Hold on. Okay. Before we go any further, we need to do like a real quick trigger warning um hang on trigger warning on this birth trauma um i know that we talk about a lot of creepy stuff here but for real i like almost had a ghost co-host uh for this season so if you don't want to hear about birth stories or birth trauma or medical trauma or any of that stuff that is not related to paranormal shit at all in this episode um, go ahead and skip this story and you can come back in before our first scare mail. Um, and that comes in at about 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. However, oh, wait. our first scare mail also has some stuff about pregnancy loss and that kind of thing too. So we put them all together. And if you want to just skip the whole thing, go right to the break in the episode at 30 four minutes and uh once you hear us on our usual breaky business with the music then you know you're you're safe Mm -hmm. okay sorry emily continue okay um so you know because my family is used to me saying oh i gotta go in something's happening i'm gonna go in for monitoring and get fluids and medication to you know so i don't birth this child too early they need to cook some more yeah so it was a sunday and I knew something was really wrong. And because I'm me and I don't want to worry people. That's <laughs> cute. Christ, I'm cute. so sorry. That's cute. Yeah. I like saying it out loud. I'm just like. I'm this like, is why we have to do this more. If we haven't done moron. this in so long, you just have to say it out loud. It's I like, know. Jesus. Oh, wait. I did. I did right. that dumb, dangerous thing. I shouldn't exactly. do that dumb, dangerous thing. And we'd moved for like our old house was 10 minutes from the hospital and new house is 20 minutes. So like it's just 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes when your heart is. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. So like I've got an irregular heart rhythm, but it's also tachycardia. So I'm in between 150, 160 beats per minute and it's uneven. And she's like, it's fine. And I'm like, it's cool. Don't worry. It'll take care of itself. I have things to do yeah. like volunteer at my kids it's cool. it's cool i just gotta go read it at the library oh um, my gosh so it's like 6 p.m on a sunday and i say to my husband something i'm not feeling quite right i'm gonna go get checked out and, and i said had, you're never feeling quite right emily take a nap <laughs> I know. are you even are you gonna throw up are you in listen you like just go, tea? go, tea go here's some water here's a cup of tea go sleep <laughs> Um, you know, but I hadn't said anything to him or anyone about my heart or weekend. And I no, knew that no, and happening. listeners, she's not full of shit because Anessa and Emily and I have a group chat and 
This bitch said nothing. She didn't tell us that this was, we've known about the other like trips to the ER and other things with the baby and pregnancy and whatever. This, she was like, mom's the word friends. I'm going to kick it real old school British on this one. Exactly. Mm. You know, stiff up a lip and all that. Pip, pip, telly ho. Um, but you know, I went I, and I said goodbye to my kid and I was like, I'll probably see you tonight for bedtime or in the morning. Cause that's how it's always been. Right. But that's with like contractions, not with my heart. Uh, also, this happened the day after Mercury went into retrograde. Oh my god! Which this for me, retrograde was such like, horseshit. It's you know, and obviously, I've now become one of those people. But it was like Mercury and a bunch of other planets, and Mercury affects like technology and electrical things. And it's like that's what the heart is. The heart is yeah. like your electrical wiring. So I go to the ER at the hospital where I'm delivering. And I say, I think I'm having atrial fibrillation. Well, first of all, they had a security guard who wouldn't let me in to the ER at the time because they check people in at this hospital for some reason. And so I'm standing there trying to get in, in full atrial fibrillation. And because I'm massively pregnant, he's like, mm, I think you need to go to labor and delivery. And I'm like, I need you to stop. My doctor knows I have a heart condition. They've told me if anything happens, I need <laughs> no, to come no, no. here. I'm a regular. You don't right. understand. And he's like, mm, I don't know. And I'm just like, motherfucker, let me in the fucking <laughs> emergency room or I will kick you puff in the throat. And puff and God, I'm going to black out. So anyway, so he finally, like the gatekeeper lets me in um, and I get there and I'm very calm. Um, which is reminiscent of when I had my first kid, I went into labor, but I also went into denial, which seems to be a pattern with me. What the hell? Oh uh, yeah. I went into labor in a car wash. I was driving through a car oh, that's wash. Right. Yeah. And instead of going to the hospital, I was like, oh, if I'm going to have a baby, I should paint my nails. So I go to CVS You're and I'm standing hilarious. in line and I'm, I'm clinging for dear life. Every time I have a contraction, I'm like squeezing this bottle of, of Sally Hansen Insta dry. And then I'm like, oh, I should get my oil changed. So I go to a drive through oil change and the guy's like don't go into labor and i'm like <laughs> <"Too late." laughs> i'm like oh that wouldn't isn't that funny and i'm like i'm three minutes apart at this point so then i went to my ob the first time and i was like i think i'm in labor and lo and behold i had anyway so this time i did the same thing but i think i'm in atrial fibrillation and so um they took me back they hooked me like they took me back immediately hooked me up to the to the heart eeg whatever um ekg e no ekg and um yeah, yeah and and they didn't really they didn't say anything they were like okay so we're gonna get you in a room they get me back to the room and they hook me up to the heart monitor and i'm like so i'm fine right it's just i'm having and they were like oh no oh no 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 it was <laughs> it was a joy moment it was like they were channeling you they were like no 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 you are in you are deep you're deep in it. And also your heart rate is is dangerously high. We're in stroke territory. And at that point, I was still having like my low-key contractions because at this point, I'm like not really feeling them because I'm so used to it. And I'm I think that's when I texted you and Anessa and I was like, hey, guess what? Guess where I am? And I I'm going to get my nails picture. done. How are you? <laughs> What's up? I'm having contractions and getting a pedicure. Um, and we were like, wait, bitch, what? Yeah. You didn't know any of the, you're like, yeah, I went to didn't you go? You went to like a softball game or something. Oh no, I was at a little league game two two hours earlier. Yeah. And you're like, instead of going, I just went to the T-ball game or whatever it was. And I was like, but it was my you... kids. It was her first little league game of the season. Amazing. So they, they hook me up because they bring the down the labor and I know they bring one? down, exactly. They bring down yeah. the labor and delivery nurses and they hook me up and they're like, are you feeling that? And I'm like, feeling what? 
um, she's like, oh, you're having contractions that are three minutes apart. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. And so I wasn't really, my OB had seen me lots of times in the labor and delivery ward. And he was used to seeing what I look like when I'm having these and what my demeanor is, what my pain tolerance level is. Right. So he wasn't too worried. They'd called him and he was like, just keep an eye on her. But most importantly is like, then they were on the phone with my cardiologist, most important, get her heart under control. Right. So then suddenly I've got excruciating pain ripping through my fucking body and it is bad. And this oh, is a contraction no. that I haven't felt this stuff since I had my first kid. And my first kid was a C-section. And this time where the pain is coming from is where I had my C-section previously. So he comes, he shoots over. He's concerned now that I'm going to have a uterine rupture and well as a stroke because my heart, they're giving me all of this medication and my heart is still not going back into sinus rhythm or back to a normal uh, rate, like whatever. So they make the call to do an emergency C-section at 10.30 at night. Now, keep in mind, I'm still in the emergency room and the police bring someone in just outside the door who's screaming, trying to fight people. Um, and they're right outside the sliding door. It's 10.30 at night. We don't have any family. We don't have any. So you don't I've, have any family here in, in, in the country. Right. No one's local. Right. We've just moved. We don't have a regular babysitter because pandemic. We None of us are close. One. Right. You live. I'm like at least on a no traffic day. I'm an hour away. Right. And so. So, so I call my husband and I'm like, hey, so I'm and I didn't tell him what was going on until they admitted me to the ER. I was like, hey, so oh, by Jesus. the way, I'm in atrial fibrillation. <laughs> it's it's a fucking nightmare. He deserves all of the awards. So I didn't tell him what was happening until I was admitted to the ER. I was like, by the way, I'm in atrial fibrillation, but I'll be home by tonight probably. <laughs> and he's like, no, what? honey. No, I know. I know. I call him at 1030. I'm like, okay, BT dubs. I'm having an emergency C-section. Do you think we could get anyone to come and look after our kids so you can be here with me? And he was like, I don't know. It's 1030. So I start calling and texting everyone. And I'm like, you totally kind of called a, me. Yeah, I was in like one hell of a disassociative state at this point. They hadn't given me any painkillers. Oh I'm not, I'm not quite on this planet. I called Joy freaking out and I'm like, can you come? And Joy's like, what? <laughs> I was like, you were like, wait, did I wake you? I was like, uh-huh. I'm like, drooling. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm going to go. Bye. I love you. Bye. And she was like, what? Anyway, so um, I got, just so you know, as an aside, I got up after that. And I was like, Tim, Emily, and I, I can't go. I'll fall asleep if I drive there. But should I go? I was like freaking out in like a half awake state. Nope, it is. Listen, you did the right thing. We didn't need two of us to almost die that night. Um, so it turned. So then, like, my husband had to stay home with our six-year-old. He couldn't come, which I can't imagine how hard that is for a partner Ooh. when you suddenly there's a crisis situation with your other half who is also pregnant with your child, right. and you can't be there with either of them in Half a situation like this. Right away from you, yeah. So they had to take me they couldn't deliver me on the labor and labor and delivery ward they needed the spec like the the actual oh like fully equipped room. or yeah. Yeah. yeah and so they whisked me up there and um i'm suddenly in this or and everyone had stayed really like they were crack they were trying to distract me 
and I was cracking jokes with them, but at the same time getting more and more scared. Sure. And it wasn't until we got into the OR and they strapped me down like Jesus to the cross. Oh, gosh. That I realized something is happening. Something is not right. Um, they The nurses were like, listen, we did this during COVID. We can FaceTime your husband in for the delivery so he can be here and he can, you know, we've That's done cool. that. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. That's amazing. Let's do this. Was he like, no, I can't look. <laughs> no, he was actually okay. They were like, we'll, oh, okay. keep, we'll keep him by your face. Don't worry about it. And so then they come in and they say to the anesthesiologist, hey, so we're going to FaceTime her husband in. And I can't see his face because I'm like starting to like go in and out of reality really hard at this point. Oh, no. And I hear his voice and he goes, under no circumstances will anyone be FaceTimed in for this patient? We need to get the like, we cannot have that. And that's what I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm I'm sick. Like I'm something's happening. And oh, so oh, they had man. to do a line in me to keep track of my blood pressure because um it was crashing and um so they couldn't put a cuff on me. They had to put an actual line into my main artery on my wrist and they tried to get it in my right wrist and I could just feel blood pooling in my hand and so that one didn't work so we was able to get it in um my left wrist to monitor me next thing I know I'm watching my doctor and the nurses standing there watching the clock after I got my epidural and they're watching the seconds count and then as soon as it hits time they're like right we need to stop oh my god and it was it was you know so I'm laying there on the table and I'm staring at the light the operating room light, which for some reason it just reminded me of silver dollar pancakes. And I start to think, I'm going to die. Oh my Even though I like, I, I wasn't, I was, I was just at risk. I was just at risk for a stroke, but I became fully. You had a valid concern. Yeah. You don't need to be like, no, no, pish posh, ha, ha. Yeah. No, dude, this is like a completely right. valid concern. So I start thinking I'm going to die. And I say to the, I say, I'm scared. And I start to cry. And the anesthesiologist was a no nonsense, no bullshit guy. He goes, oh, stop that. That's not going to help the situation. <laughs> and I went, okay. Oh my God, is he my mom? I know. <laughs> but then I started to vomit and I'm strapped down on my back. And I'm oh, like, no. and so then they get me a bottle and he gives me this amazing medication that kicks in immediately. And I'm just like, where the fuck was this when I was pregnant? Why right? didn't you, why did you not? Anyway. So they put the mirror above me and I get to see my son come oh. out, but they angled it wrong. So all I could see was this, it was, was the hole in my belly that he came out of. I'm and jealous his of feet, that though too. It was actually pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't realize. for mine. I had nothing. I didn't realize how big the fucking umbilical cord is. That thing is fucking oh, chunky. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. So my, my kid comes out and all I can see is feet and umbilical cord and a big old gaping hole. And I'm like, oh my God, his feet are so big. Can you, can you... Can you tilt it? And also, I forgot, I asked my my OB to give me a tummy tuck while he was down there. And he was like, no, I'm not. What? No. This is not the time, this madam. Is, no, read the room, lady. So, and then, we of course. We didn't let anyone FaceTime. Do you think this is the time for right. cosmetic surgery? I mean, maybe. You never know. But yeah, but then they had to, he didn't cry. So then I stopped panicking. Oh, no. Is my kid okay? And he did not cry the whole time. They put him in the little isolate and I look oh, over okay. and they're giving him oxygen. And I'm like now my kid's gonna die um and so then they take me into recovery and he comes in and 
He's just grunting, which I know is not a good thing. They should be like taking full breaths. But it turns out my child is a grunter. So they were like, he's fine. We don't know what why he's grunting. He's just grunting. But I'm laying yeah. I'm laying flat in the recovery and they won't let me sit up because of my blood pressure and my heart rate, because it's still fucked up. And then I become hypothermic. And they put all the blankets on me. It doesn't help. They put something called a bear hug on me, which is this big plastic sheet that's filled with hot air. That doesn't work. My temperature is still dropping. So then they have to break out the big guns, which is an IV machine that they put the IV fluid through and it heats it. So it heats you from the inside out. And that's what finally worked. Um, But I wasn't allowed to hold my kid. Um, And I didn't see him again until late the next day because I was put in ICU for the night. And my poor husband didn't know where I was. No one let him know. Nobody got in touch with him. No one let him know where I was or what was happening. They did FaceTime him in the OR after the baby was born and everything was okay. Okay. So he had gotten to Yeah. So he he got to see our son. He got to see me like off my face on whatever. Um. But yeah, I finally got to see our son the next day. And also after he came out, two hours after he came out, my heart went back into sinus rhythm. And it's like my body at that point, because he'd been trying to jailbreak for two months by then. So long. Oh my God, so so long. long. Like every few days we would get a text that was like, guess where I am? And it's a picture (laughs) of her in the fucking ER. And we're like, what is happening? Why is this kid trying to come out so soon? This is No, like they knew me at labor and delivery. (sighs) They would see me come in and they'd be like, oh, hi, Emily. (laughs) We were on baby watch at our house from like 33 weeks. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that like the yeah. first? Oh my God. Here's, here's how many times I went, Joy. I had my own monitor straps and my own blood pressure cuff that they just sent me home with to keep in my bag. Holy shit. Here's the thing, though. I told my kid on Sunday, I'll see you tonight or tomorrow morning. And then I didn't come back for five days. Oh, jeez. And oh, this is a week after thing. she started at a brand new school. And she's, yeah, she's had so yeah. much. I mean, the adults, everyone's had a lot of change. Yeah. But like when you're five, and then like just she's just six yeah so that's a ton man i mean any one of those things right would throw a kid off like changing schools new house yeah new baby sibling any of those but now mom being a hormonal mess for night but mom also in and out of the hospital right i don't care if she understands the magnitude of it or not it's still mom going to the hospital well i just disappeared yeah no you know what i mean stressful like definitely give her Oh, we are giving her so much grace. So much and, grace. like, give her props for handling it this well because she could really be, like, losing her fucking shit right now. She is also, hands down, the best big sister. Oh. Best big sister. Love it. We've had some stuff. Should we get it? I And funnily enough, we have an email Hang that on. kind of alludes to talk about you hold the same on a thing. Second? What? Can you hold on a second? What? Um, this is Emily. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is The, the residuals. residuals. God, we Back haven't from done that long in so hiatus. long. Yeah. I know. It's been very long. Um, so we're good. about 35 to 40 minutes into this episode. <laughs> we're going to do uh, emails with uh, additional <laughs> squeaks from my newborn. That's fine. Who Who's going to complain about newborn squeaks? I know. He's, listen, he is our new co-host. 
That's right. So it's fine. Let's read some emails. Do you want to start? Okay. So here's our first email. It is from longtime listener, big time fan, Suzanne, who we love. <gasps> Hi, Suzanne. It says, Hi, ladies. Firstly, Thanks for my shout out. Um, I haven't been that excited since Anne of the infamous Anne and Renata sent me a birthday video arranged by my husband. <gasps> so she sent this to us. Uh, just a quick side note. She sent this to us um, after I talked about my daughter who knew when she was two because um, we'd had some pregnancy losses. She When she was two, I got pregnant and she before i knew uh we were having cuddles at bedtime and she just said mommy there's a baby in your tummy um and then when i lost the pregnancy we were having cuddles like a day after i started to lose it and she looked down my shirt and asked me where the baby had gone <sighs> anyway so um after that episode, Suzanne sent this in uh, and she says, so talking all things baby and loss related, um, our first daughter was stillborn. We called her Maria and several years later, I visited a clairvoyant who told me she was happy in spirit and would visit our second daughter to play. I was comforted by this, but hadn't had a reading since. Last year, my mom died. The day before she passed, we got to see her and she knew she was dying. She promised that she would look after Maria and teach her the nursery rhymes she taught my sister and I along with her grandchildren. Not long after, my niece, Bethany, went along to have a reading of her own. She messaged me straight away. Not only had my mum come through, but she had a message for me to say she was with Maria and she was good to her word by teaching her nursery rhymes. The woman had no connection to Beth. Being a teacher, her accounts are private. Make of it what you will, but I am happy knowing all is well. As for predicting pregnancies, I can do it. Call it instinct, but I can tell a pregnant lady if I am in their company or checking out their posts or such. <gasps> Suzanne, let me know, girl. I don't just freak people out. I have to be focusing on a person. More often than not, I can tell the gender. The only time I couldn't was on myself with my son. He's 14 now, and every scan I had to ask if he was still a boy. <laughs> Emily, your daughter has a gift. It may stay or it may fade oh. as she grows. Thank you, son. I predicted things as a child that freaked out my mum. She used to tell such tales, but I cannot ask her now, which is both sad and frustrating. Hugs to you both, Suzanne. Oh, so here's the thing. I was pregnant with twins for this pregnancy and we found out, um, I, we, I, I lost the other baby. Um, you know, and we have, we, we had a beautifully healthy son. Um, there's still a grieving process that goes with it though. You know, in the immediate aftermath, you're like, oh yeah, there was supposed to be two, but we found out, um, you know, because I had such a difficult pregnancy and I'm ancient and what was losing <laughs> You're one. You're not ancient. Girl, I'm 44. Um, anyway. I'm right behind you. <laughs> but because we, um, you know, because we lost one of the babies, um, I had to get a lot of testing done. And in that process, um, they've discovered that the baby we lost was a girl. The amniocentesis, they found. Uh, girl DNA. Girl DNA. Sorry, um, continue. No, it's okay. Um, so 
shortly after we lost the other baby, you know, as I've said, my kid used to sleep talk all the time, but she always, you could tell she was like fucking fast asleep because she sounded drunk um, when she would do it. I was sitting in our living room and clear as day, I heard a little girl's voice from my daughter's room saying, hi, mommy. Oh my God. And it wasn't my kid because it sounded like sh- like wide awake. So that was like, huh. Um, this was the old house or the new house? Yeah, old house. Okay. So I just chalked it up to that because old house had weird shit happening all the time. Our baby was born just after midnight, right, on a Monday. And so that that evening, uh, the Monday evening after I was finally moved to labor and delivery, I was FaceTiming with my husband and our daughter, and they had been in his office playing Minecraft that evening because, like, of course, she's six. That's what you do when you're six. And um, my husband is very much a skeptic. You know this. I've talked about it before. Yeah. And suddenly he says to our daughter, tell mommy what happened this evening. And <gasps> she says, we heard a little girl singing. <gasps> um. And I was oh my like, God. so what? And he was like, yeah, we heard a little girl singing and we thought it was the TV and it, TV was not on. They went through the house looking. We don't have any little girls that live close enough to us that it would sound so clear that it was in the house. I was going to say, you don't have like neighbors on top of you. Like you have some space between houses. Yep. Whoa. And it was the day that he was born. Oh my gosh. So... Yeah, oh my which goodness. it's a good thing, I think. I feel like it's maybe, just wild. Yeah, I feel like maybe she's, you know, popping in, watching over them. Yeah, just saying or hi. something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Suzanne, for your vulnerability you. in sharing with this. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All right. Um, Okay, if you're tuning back in now, that's enough for the trigger warnings. Um, I mean, there's still going to be scary stuff stuff. because that's what we fucking do here. That's what we fucking do. We're done with, like, the spooky birth story baby ghosts for now. Yeah. For now. Joy, your turn. And go. Okay. I have one from Lori, Mm -hmm. who is friends with our friend, Anessa. Scones. Yes, scones, Anessa. So she says, hello, my name is Lori. And my friend, Anessa, asked me to message you guys. I have stories about sleep paralysis that started when I was a teenager, which came into play when I was fully awake and saw a shadow figure in my room standing by my bed at night no 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 no. ah that old chestnut no basically i started having episodes of sleep paralysis when i was a sophomore in high school i had them every single night and was terrified to go to sleep 
even when I had to get up the next day and was exhausted. I noticed that the episodes would happen when I would fall asleep every night around 3 a.m. and would end when I woke up around 3.08. No. So they only lasted for a few minutes. And I found it odd that they woke me up at the same time every night. Mm-hmm. When I, quote, woke up in my dream, the only way I could tell for sure I was it was a dream was that I couldn't turn my light on. Everything else around me was the same. I was in my bed, in my room, etc. Then I would realize my body felt like it was weighed down by 300 pounds of sand. That's such a good description. That really is. That nails it, right? Yeah. Yeah. 300 pounds of sand. My mind, however, was frantic and awake. I'm in terror realizing I'm trapped in my body again. Every time I slowly get out of bed to try to make it to my mom's room so she can hopefully help me wake up, but I can never make it there. I try to move as slowly as I possibly can, trying to stick close to the walls, knowing that if I make a false move, I will end up exactly back in my bed. Oh my God. It's like the most terrifying groundhog day. One time I made it into the hallway and it just turned into one of those long, never ending hallways. One time I made it into my mom's room and was feeling for her bed in the dark, but I just kept reaching and reaching. No, that's awful. This is horrible. (laughs) Most of the time I never make it out of my room. Every time I end up back in bed. My terror and discomfort is so great that every dream ends with me slowly because I'm so heavy, banging my head against the wall, trying to wake myself up. Jesus. It's only been a few minutes, but it feels like forever. About four years ago, when I was 41, I wake up in my bed around 4 a.m. and I see the dark silhouette of what I believe to be my daughter standing there staring at me. Oh, no. My greatest fear as a young person was to wake up and see something next to my bed. But though I'm a bit confused, I'm not scared. The thing is taller than my daughter, but I think it must be her. I say her name, and the second I do, the silhouette pops like a bubble with a filmy burst and everything. (gasps) I'm not scared. I am intrigued. So what do I do to make sure that I'm not asleep? The same thing I did when I was in high school. I sat up and pulled the light switch and it came on. Ooh. Then I went into my daughter's room and brought her into bed with me because I know if I wake up next to her, then I wasn't dreaming and that it all happened. The next morning, she was still in bed with me and remembered me telling her I had seen something weird. Oh, God. Anyway, that's my story. I'd love to talk about it on your podcast. (laughs) I've listened to it and it's very good. Thanks for your time, Lori. Oh, we might have to have her on to talk about this more. I think so. I, I, oh, that just, very good at descriptions. I appreciate this 300 pounds of sand and like the filmy bubble that pops. I, Lori, thank you for the fantastic visuals. I mean, she's spot on with that. Yeah, because you try to explain, it's like the worst weighted blanket in the world. Like right. you can't get anything done. 
Oh my gosh. I have um, dreams where I can't move like that. Or like I've had dreams where I'm trying to beat the shit out of someone. Oh, but it's like, I'm punching through like something really viscous and I can't Mm -hmm. get my body to move the right way. Mm -hmm. But I'll have ones where I can't open my eyes. So I'm blind, but not because my eyes don't work. It's because my eyelids are closing themselves shut and I can't lift them up on my own or like I'll open them just a little and everything will be blurry. And I'm like trying to lift my whole forehead up to try and get my eyelids to open. Yeah. And that's always scary because there's always some kind of like ghost chasing me or something Mm -hmm. in those dreams too. And I'm like trying to claw my way out of somewhere and my eyes won't open. That's insane, dude. All right. So here is an email from Lindsay. My husband was driving with his friend in the early morning hours. No one was around. They both saw a woman in a white nightgown with a suitcase by her side on the side of the road. They said to each other, did you see that? They backed up to see her and she was gone. No. This took place by Chatsworth Lake. Other people have reported seeing her as well. Uh, She has one more story. My husband and I were on a haunted tour in Cape Cod, Barnstable, the old jail. Oh. They took took us to an old haunted jail that was not on a road or anything close to where there could be a car. We were in there with just the tour guide and she turned off the lights. I saw a white light shoot across the top part of the jail. Whoa. Uh, uh On the same tour, we went to a graveyard where they've heard someone laughing. We were not around housing or any public area when we heard a woman laughing loudly. (gasps) No. That is from Lindsay. Oh, man. Good God almighty. I love a good, long, creepy story, but like the short ones too that are just like a couple sentences. Yeah. Like it reminds me of one time when I was driving up the street that I grew up on and I went by a house and I saw our neighbor who lived on the end of the street before you turned. So it was right on the corner lot. And I saw him in his garage, like walk past the car that was parked in the garage. The garage door was open. And I saw him like walk by and go into the house. And I was like, oh, whatever. He's, you know, Mr. So-and-so is going in the house. And then five seconds later I went, oh, he died like last month. (laughs) no 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 and i remember that night after i think i was like headed to school or something maybe i was going to work but i went back home that night and i was like hey mom Mm. is anyone at mr so-and-so's house like because i'm not crazy right didn't he pass away last month and she's like yeah no he died uh Mm. his son is there and i was like oh okay i felt better i was like oh maybe it was his son i was like does his son look like him like tall with gray hair she goes no he's like my age he doesn't have gray hair or anything i was like oh my god cool 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 well i definitely um saw a ghost (laughs) this afternoon (laughs) oh my god yeah it was but those are the creepy ones where you're like oh yeah that's a normal but wait a minute that's not oh my god i can see it in my head still scare mails good scare mails everyone thank you yeah. there's one more you should read do georgia's haunted hotel georgia or george's georgia the subject line is haunted hotel ah, with four is. exclamation points got it oh this is from georgia like georgia, georgia our georgia our georgia 
This last scare mail for today is from our friend Georgia, who was on our show. It was season three, episode six. We do not dabble in the dark arts and interview with Georgia. Mm -hmm. Hi, ladies. Okay. So picture it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) hello please correct me if i say any of these things wrong okay glenties county donegal ireland 2012 is that right yes glenties okay i think i know it's county donegal you pronounced that correctly but i don't know about the other one Jono and i had stopped in the town for a night on our way to meet up with friends in north ireland we spent a week in a georgian manor house on Limavady. How do you go? I'm just going to let you do this. Limavady. I, I, I am, cannot chime in on any of this. Okay. That, but you're from there. No, I'm not from Ireland. That's close. You're from closer than I am. Um, yeah. Proximity? No. no. We spent a week in a Georgian manor house in Limavady. Uh, it's probably it's Lima Batty. Just, just I don't email know. us, email us with the phonetic Some, spelling. I'm so sorry, they'll never let me get my dual citizenship in Ireland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that you just totally have, but I'm a lion's. Um, anyway, had this fun night in Glenties, went to O'Fallon's for a couple of pints, best Guinness I ever had, Ooh. rolled across the main street to Brennan's B&B where we were staying, and passed out. Mm-hmm. Next morning, Jono went down to get the breakfast included in our stay before they stopped serving it. And I stayed in the room to have a shower first. Okay. So Jono's downstairs having breakfast. I get into the shower, which is a clawfoot tub with a shower and shower curtain around it. Oh, I love them. Sounds nice. In the middle of my shower, I turn around and I'm facing away from the taps to rinse my hair and the water goes off. Huh? Cool, cool, cool. And I think to myself, shit. Of course, we're in a small Irish town in an old tavern. Something's wrong with the water. Pipes ran out of water. Something logical, you know? Right, right. So I turned toward the tap to fiddle with it, expecting it to be loose, and the taps had been twisted closed. (gasps) I called out to Jono, thinking he was fucking with me. But he wasn't in the room. He was getting the continental breakfast. That's right. That's my favorite thing to do when I go away the only time i like getting up early is for continental breakfast i turn the taps on again water is totally fine and i know it's a ghost right so i finish my shower go downstairs to join Jono for breakfast which he is currently halfway through and i say to the owner so this place is haunted huh (laughs) and she says no which is a crock of shit because I told her what happened <laughs> with the shower. And she also tried to make sense of it, but it was a fucking Irish ghost. <laughs> oh my God. I love her. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. It actually says, but it was a fucking Irish fucking ghost. I just want to make sure and get all we need of the to fucking the she one sent us. We need to do that. All of them. I was glad we were checking out that morning. Love you ladies, Georgia. I love oh, her. Georgia. And she linked, um, the Brennan's B&B with the water conscious ghost. So we have the link to that. And uh, the supposedly haunted manor house, spoiler alert, not haunted, and the link to that. So thank you, Georgia. We will put those links in our link tree so everybody can check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Ireland, I apologize for ruining your very pretty pronunciations of pretty places in your pretty country. 
Um, yeah. Good scare mail episode back. That's listen, we're back. Yeah. Season four. How is that season four? I don't know, dude. That means we like have done stuff. <clears throat> that means there's like three seasons. If if you haven't listened to everything, you should go listen to. Yeah. Oh, there's something else new for this season. What is it? We have merchandise. We do. We have merchandise. We have set up a shop on T Public with some drawings, drawings, um, some pictures uh, for you to basically put on whatever product you would like because they're great and they print it and they ship it to you. And then I don't have to keep carrying around like 200 t shirts that I've paid for and had printed, which exactly. may or may not already be sitting in my house with. Oh. printings of things past i will say one of my favorite t-shirts that i wear to this day is one that joy made that just says hell no <laughs> i still wear it i love that I shirt like i wear it I too. Like wearing it in public especially when people try to start conversations with me i just yeah. look at them and hope that they then look down just, and read. oh hell no hell please no. don't not today mm-hmm. some of the things in there include just you could get like a sticker or a mug with our logo on it if you really like that i actually ordered two of the things on there to have for myself and also you know like qc to make sure Mm -hmm. it was cool Mm -hmm. so i got myself a sticker of us as cartoon ghosts sitting on a couch where you are holding caffeine-free diet coke and i am saging the sofa and then i got myself a nice oversized shirt with a picture of Annabelle the doll from the <gasps> Warrens Museum, which I've rewritten as come at me, you pussy ghost.org. I need that. It's great. It's super comfortable, but I realize I probably shouldn't wear it around my child because he's going to be like, what's a pussy? Well, that's because like, he can read. <laughs> um, but we have lots of cool stuff. We have the two of us um, with the Dybbuk box Photoshop. That you can get on a mug, a shirt, a pin, a sticker, a you mouse pad. Stick our face on it. Yeah, like laptop sleeve, whatever. Just <laughs> do it. Um, I know what I'm getting people for Christmas. Oh my god, yes. Hi, mom. Here's me with a with the box stuck to my crotch. Merry <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, Feliz Navidad. So that is um, T Public and the residuals shop on there we will put a link in the link tree or the bio or whatever so please visit that it's a good way to support us by not only throwing a little bit of money our way because we do do all of this out of our own pockets mm-hmm. um and it's a good way to advertise for us with a cool shirt or a mug or whatever because i bring Sticker, mugs to school drop off you know mm-hmm. you just roll up walk over there with your mug and be like good morning check out my cool residuals mug do you like ghosts let's be mom friends that's a really good way to like weed out the people oh, you want to be friends with too it is it is yeah. it is though i mean or you could just do what i do which is you just drop the f-bomb <laughs> a lot in conversation yeah, i same. did that yesterday at the school field trip with the mom that i was t- teamed up with and i realized pretty quickly maybe she doesn't swear as much as there I. was a group of us outside the gate at drop off this morning and every five seconds one of us was like oh oh maybe we shouldn't fucking swear right here <laughs> we're, our kids were already in we were just socializing while the yeah, other yeah. children were getting dropped off 
So uh, yeah, we got the tea public thing and I'm very excited about it because I, I don't know. I like drawing silly things and maybe you'll like my silly drawings too. I love you. silly drawings. <laughs> um, what else do we have going on? Anything, anything else no. we need to talk about? No, no. no You're like, like, no, I'm done. No, <laughs> I'm so sleep deprived right now. Well, you know what? Write, write to us. Do you have a story? Oh my gosh. Please the, tell me your scary stories. Yeah. The residuals podcast at gmail.com. It might take us six to 12 months to years. respond to you. Yeah. Six, 12 years to respond to you, but we will. <laughs> we get there. Yeah. We get there. It just takes us a while to catch up sometimes. That's, That's all. Okay. Next week's Halloween. So we'll do our usual Halloween special mm-hmm. and then we'll be back the Wednesday after that. Nope. Two Wednesdays after that. Cause Halloween is on a Monday. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled, a regular two weeks. Yeah. A regularly scheduled schedule. Sure. Right. We're trying to be more organized, but you know how that goes. <laughs> uh, That's going to go out the window, especially on my side of things. Yeah. We have three kids, two husbands, two dogs and two cats between us. And I have two squirrels outside. So you do um, have squirrels now. Yes. Yeah. We're, you know, we have things happening. Uh, well, until next time. Until next time. Sage your sofa. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Um, again, Ireland, I apologize for ruining your very pretty pronunciations of pretty places in your pretty country.